0: of good days cats and kittens and a rapturous wide-eyed welcome back to Discontent Provider the podcast that doesn't believe a fucking word about what everyone's saying about you and as far as we're concerned my dear podcast pals each and every one of you is the platonic ideal of everything to which humanity is so frequently said to aspire yet does so oh so lamentably rarely. Now Should you be of a suspicious turn of mind, for which few could be blamed, the world being chock-full of liars, frauds and -and out-and-out bounders, you might see the foregoing as a rather clumsy attempt by a low-level podcaster to ingratiate himself with listeners in order to start raking in some of that delicious advertising revenue. And while there's definitely a vein of truth glinting dully there amid the base earth of our motives, it's by no means the entire picture. Truth be known, these are dark and cold days Days which, in a savage twist upon meteorological conventions, are set to get a dash site darker and colder as they become lighter and warmer. So Arkham and I thought that you might appreciate a warming, audible hug from the UK's 738th least unpopular current affairs stroke Folk Music Podcast. The preceding statement contains unsourced and invalidated claims. Listeners with any interest in statistical data, factual accuracy or reality as it is broadly understood to exist should disregard it. Quite apart from that, it occurred to us that as we're now 12 days into 2024, it's rather likely that your New Year's resolutions and the hopes of a better self already lie in ruins around you, so a boost to your self-esteem might not go altogether amiss. So, having established our credentials as true-hearted friends, we invite you to join us for yet another week of scowls, scrutiny and scurrilous epithets as we survey the barren wasteland that is our weary, wicked world. Take old Fox's hand, but not Arkham's paw, he hates being mauled about, and we'll begin. I'll tell you what, cats and kittens, we open with an uncharacteristically positive note today, thanks to an equally uncharacteristic, not to say vanishingly rare to the point of being the stuff of myths, consensus among we Britishers. Yes, while we may quarrel and get into the most frightful baits about practically everything, from gender fluidity to children being shown how to brush their teeth properly in schools at the drop of hats far less stylish than my own, One issue has brought together the masses sufficiently for them to cry, almost as one. Those post office people are a right bunch of fuckstumps and no large error. It's rather heartwarming, is it not? I mean to say, obviously it would be a damn sight better if hundreds of people hadn't had to bankrupt themselves, go to prison or commit suicide in order to provoke a national agreement, but times being what they are, I'll take it. What makes it all the more impressive, I think, is that this rare moment of rapprochement is largely the result of a TV show. ITV's Mr Bates vs the Post Office, already the most viewed uh, television offering of the year, highlighted what many are calling the worst and largest injustice in recent British history. Not just proving how effective a pointed and well-written drama can be but also providing the nation with something that most content providers had given up on ever being able to produce again in an increasingly fractured and fractious media landscape to wit a bona fide water cooler moment. Now, in the usual run of things, I might have a few terse observations to make on the fact that this sorry tale of technological ball droppery and corporate malfeasance has been bobbing around the middle of the news on and off for years, and that people only hearing about it now because Toby Jones is involved points to a horrific lack of interest in what's going on in the world amongst many people, but I'll forgo that pleasure on the grounds that it's petty and mean-spirited, and thus a thought that's already likely occurred to you, our shrewd listener. Let's also, at least for this week, gloss over the possibility that a precedent may be being set for a government, any government, to be able to wave a magic wand and overrule the judiciary, because, you know, history has shown us that that always works out tip-top and for the bestest of the best. The hundreds of sub-postmasters and mistresses who have been grievously, and in at least four cases, fatally wronged, deserve their redress. And whatever the consequent uh, constitutional ramifications may be, one would have to be, at the very least, 34 distinct kinds of shit-fucking-cad to begrudge them anything that gives them the justice to which they are so richly and fully entitled. Alright, I will concede that it's an election year, and the thunderous rhetoric about these poor bleeders issuing from many a ministerial mouth might be seen as a cynical bit of vote-grubbing, but let's leave it at that for now, eh? What? You see, cats and kittens, if you absolutely insist upon carping and criticising the establishment for using this all but unique cause célèbre for their own sordid purposes, there's plenty of meat on that bone. Far too much for a fainting and sickly vegan such as myself to contemplate, and perhaps even more than the world's greatest lurcher here could manage at even one of his more voracious cities. Perhaps the most egregious uh, aspect of the Horizon scandal is the fact that so many of the convictions of the entirely innocent came about as the result of private prosecutions brought against them by the post office hierarchy. Uh, These, it should be noted, only occurred in England and Wales. In Northern Ireland and Scotland, all prosecutions were carried out by the Public Prosecution Service for Northern Ireland and the uh, Crown Office and Procurator Fiscal Service, respectively. Uh, Opinion on private prosecutions regarding criminal cases, as opposed to civil issues, seems to be divided, according to uh, an article I read in the Financial Times. Uh, Some academics and legal experts argue that not only do they afford victims of crime recourse to justice in cases where the state is unable or unwilling to intervene, but they can operate as a safeguard against cases of corruption involving either the police or the Crown Prosecution Service. Now, these are fair points. Uh, miscarriages of justice are not, alas, unknown. Uh, yet it's doubtful that um, you know anybody except the wealthiest victims of crime, or of an IT system that isn't worth its own weight in wank, as in the Post Office case, are likely to benefit from the private prosecution system. It's also been pointed out by former Director of Public Prosecutions, Lord Ken MacDonald, KC, whom we, we must acknowledge have a measure of conscious bias at play under his horsehair, that, quote, if you've got a body with skin in the game acting as prosecutor, uh, that creates obvious risks and dangers, unquote. While it's hard to argue with that, my learned chum, and indeed with more and more unsettling disclosures arising almost daily, such as allegations that post office investigators were pretty much being offered what amounted to a bounty for any sub postmaster they were able to nail, I doubt all but the most committed to corporate beefiness would try. Having begun with a positive note, we can now, with a blissful sigh of relief, spit on our hands and pause and really get stuck into the business of discontent provider calling out fuckstumps. You see, many concerns about private prosecutions have arisen from the inquiry into the uh, Horizon debacle that's been ongoing since 2020 with the result that a raft of recommendations were passed on to the Department of Justice as to how the system might be tweaked to be, uh and, well, I forget the precise legal term, I'm afraid, but it's something along the lines of a bit less of a cunt's trick, only, you know, probably in Latin even though many of these suggestions seem perfectly innocuous and wholly in keeping with the uh, lauded notion of fairness that are alleged to hold sway in our legal system, such as making it mandatory for those instigating a private prosecution to notify the CPS, and making defendants fully aware that they are entitled to ask the CPS for an assessment of the merits of the case being brought against them, the DOJ rejected most, if not quite all of them. It's all been on telly and everything, of course, Uh, and now that the ballot boxes are being dusted off, Postal Services Minister Kevin Hollinrake assures the public that not only will, quote, the government look into the way in which private prosecutions like this have been undertaken, unquote, but will also, quote, give this issue proper and thoughtful consideration, unquote. Doubtless, the result of these deliberations will be Fascinating. Well, people shouldn't be fucked over by the legal system. That's that's a given. But, on the other hand, a lot of our rich and powerful pals really like being able to persecute, I, 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 I mean prosecute, little people without a load of cops and loony lefty lawyers getting involved. Hmm, what to do, what to do, what to do. Almost as fascinating, in fact, as the comparative silence in the media about the millions being raked in by lawyers engaging in the private prosecution sector, as opposed to the near-deafening hysterical fits being thrown by those targeting said loony lefty lawyers with an eye to destroying the very fabric of the nation. Yeah, interesting that, eh what? Of course, it can be argued that the fault really lies with the creators of the defective horizon system, Jitsu, and that if the post office are guilty of anything, it's a perfectly understandable desire not to look like a bunch of gullible Charlies who've let a tech company have them with their trousers down. According to several articles in Computer Weekly who have been following the case for years, even before the system went live in 1999, Jitsu were warned by several developers that the system was, to quote one notable whistleblower, and uh, pardon the techno babble cats and kittens, a bag of shit. It had gone through the test labs God knows how many times, and testers were finding bugs by the thousand. Now, of course, we are told that the government fully intends to make sure that Fujitsu will be uh, liable to cover the costs and compensations appended to the whole affair, if they're found to be culpable by the inquiry. Now, that if might be a dead sir or it might be a fearfully long shot, but of one thing I think we can be sure viz that even if they are ordered to brass up, they are unlikely to do so either speedily or with good grace. And every farthing recouped will, uh, will only trickle into the national coffers once every possible legal hurdle has been cleared. This is particularly galling as we're faced this week with the announcement of more nuclear power plants to be commissioned, don't you think? if a large megacorp can fuck things up so spectacularly and comprehensively while running a few hundred post offices and continue to do so long after their failings have been made manifestly clear, it doesn't bode well for any project where the consequences of incompetence or profiteering can be a mite more serious and, you know, uraniumy. do it. Ugh, that's the culture though. Corporations are given a free pass, and if they are held to account, it is only very slowly. So, you know, what have we got to look forward to? I told the management that the fish and chamber door seal was defective, and he told me to stick a bit of chewing gum in the crack, a technician told the inquiry into the Anglesey meltdown of 2038. A flight of dark comic fancy, or a terrifying prediction by a podcaster turned reluctant prophet? While you ponder that, stick around for the song at the end. And until next week, from me, the silver fox, and Arkham, the black and white dog, cheerio. It seems we made an error that put people into terror, destitution, suicide, or into jail. But let me reassure you, as a penitent before you, as the real victim of this sorry tale. But like the stamp selling drones with their petty little moans, I have real responsibilities. I run a massive operation with a spotless reputation, and if something goes tits up, it all falls on me. What's a measly 50 grand or being imprisoned at a hand compared to maybe being stripped of a CBE? Don't get the wrong impression, because this isn't a confession, I've just come here to help set the record straight. We knew there were some concerns expressed by some of our low earners, but we couldn't let those peel seal our corporate faith. Big money was riding on the things we were deciding, so we gave the post office our word. Our shareholders were drooling as their dividends were pooling, should they lose our curse specky little nerds. We had a system that was viable if partly unreliable, because a massive profit is our moral right. story is a long-time die Tory, I can tell you now that you're among friends. We fully understand all of the pressures and demands that face all those who serve for corporate ends. Sometimes mistake get made, but investors must be paid, so let me tell you quickly, I'll allay your fears. We'll make a noisy, angry show and then you'll all be good to go, that's how government have worked for fucking years. I really hate to do it but I'll give you all a fine But when another contract comes and you'll be first in line Just change your company name and you'll be first in line